0: Hello, and welcome to the 74th Annual Hunger Games. What's up, dudes? Um, Today we're going to be discussing chapters 10 through 8 of the Hunger Games, so that's part 2, and we've got a good bit to cover. So let's um, get right into it. doki we have officially entered the preparation for the games and the actual games themselves uh jumping right into things the games seem to be causing katniss to question those around her especially peta because she still can't decide what his motives are she has been back and forth this entire freaking time about peta and it will stay that way for a while. But she just can't decide. She thinks that he is trying to make her look weak in front of the other tributes and sponsors with the whole lovesick puppy thing. Um, and after claiming that Hamich is helping PETA more than her, because that's what she believes, she th- she thinks that Hamich is giving PETA the upper hand, um, Effie and Hamich have to explain to her that this has all given her an edge. And almost made her more desirable, if that makes any sense. Peta also slips up and mentions Gale, calling him Katniss's boyfriend, which shows a bit of jealousy, on his part. He's a little. He's a little jealous of Gale. Um, on the rooftop, Peta talks about identity again and how if he's gonna die, he at least wants to die as himself. And not as what the capital makes him out to be, so he, he wants to rebel against the capital in a sense, and show them that they can't just make him their puppet, you know. Um, and then boom, we have entered the games. Uh, they're in the arena, and Katniss sees the cornucopia, and she decides to ignore Haymitch's instructions and go straight for the bow and arrows because they're right in front of her. But Peter distracts her and she misses her window to safely get it and get out. So she books it for the woods after grabbing a backpack, I think. Um, And she's a show-off, so she shows off her knowledge and skill of the woods. And she makes camp in a tree, which doesn't sound comfortable, but I guess her options are slim. The organization of the game's and how, how they proceed, I guess is a good way to put it, just goes to show how the capital thirsts for violence. From the way that they set up the cornucopia, to ensure a bloodbath right off the bat, to the way that they'll force the tributes into action if things get a bit boring for their taste. Katniss gets really thirsty real fast, and will be for a while, because you know, water is hard to come by. A quick distraction from her loss, or not loss, her like inability to find water though, is that Peta made it through the day alive. And she decides, but she decides that she doesn't care about him so long as he wins to make a better life for District 12 and her family, which doesn't make sense to me. I would be like, well, I'll win. <laughs> I won't die. That's selfish. Whatever. Another tribute, a little bit away from where her tree camp is, uh, lights a fire, and that irritates Katniss, obviously, because that draws the attention of the career pack. But she hears PETA's voice and finds that he has allied himself with the Capital Pets. And she still can't decide whether to trust him or not because of this. She's bipolar, sorry. Uh, luckily, the careers do move on and Katniss is left to her own devices because she's too high up for them to see her, I guess. She needs water, but she's failing to find it until she stumbles into some mud. <laughs> and here, she accepts death. She just She just gives up, I suppose. And then she realizes... That mud means there's water somewhere, and she finds a pond. And so she's fine now. <laughs> All of her problems are solved. The case of identity and trust continues to be istri- illustrated through this chapter, um, through the berries, which look unassuming from the outside, kind of like they look like blueberries, but when she opens them, they're blood red, and so they're probably poisonous. And then the fire starts coming. Uh, The game makers have decided that things are a bit too boring and they need to spice it up a bit. So they send a wall of fire to drive the tributes all into the same area, I guess. This chapter just goes to further illustrate the amount of control that the game makers have over the tributes. And Katniss even talks about it in the book about how they'll just kill somebody if they want to. Um, so now Katniss is dealing with her burns from the fire and her fatigue, I guess. I mean, she hasn't really eaten a lot, but she manages to get up a tree after the Careers have caught up with her, and they know where she is now, and they want to kill her. And Glimmer, it's the dumbest name I've ever heard of, shoots an arrow that, like, I think, I think it lodges itself in the tree, and then Katniss pulls it out, and here... Katniss makes up her mind that she's going to get the bow from Glimmer because she believes that it was meant for her after her little show and tell for all of the people when she shot the apple out of the pig's mouth. But she also believes that Peeta is a traitor because I guess because he's still working with them. I don't really know what causes her to believe that now. She then discovers little Rue is in a tree, um, a little bit away from where her tree is. And Rue points up above her head and boom, Tracker Jacker nest. Tracker Jackers are a capital mutt, kind of. They, oh my goodness, their venom causes hallucinations. And so they left them in the outskirts of the capital, but they cleared them all out from the capital. And the way that Katniss chooses to use the Jackers by sawing off the nest and letting it fall into the career pack is almost seen as using the Capitol's weapon against them, which she's kind of good at, let's be real here. Uh, But Katniss also does get stung and experiences a few hallucinations due to the Tracker Venom. She has always struggled to differentiate what is real and what's fake, especially in the Capitol, and the venom just accentuates this. She manages to go back though, and retrieve the bow and arrow off of the body of Glimmer, who is dead. And she also has ointment for her burns from Haymitch, which heals it almost immediately. Uh, In this next chapter, we really just see Katniss and Rue's relationship and alliance grow. They swap information on food, life in the districts, opinions on PETA, and some other stuff. And this is what the Capitol is afraid of, is the districts talking to each other and realizing that if that they can work together against the Capitol. So this, this probably made President Snow very, very angry. Uh, Rue thinks that Peeta's lover boy act isn't fake and Katniss is actually puts some thought into it now that Rue has said something. And then Katniss starts devising a plan to wipe out the career's food source. Katniss is now worried about both Peeta and Rue, though. And the importance of birds... <laughs> This is so random to me. The importance of birds is also shown in this chapter. And I think, personally, that right about here, in this, these couple of chapters, is where the revolution really begins to take shape. And Katniss realizes her hatred for the capital, and is going to use that, if that makes sense. Katniss scopes out the Careers food storage, and they have made it into a sort of trap with landmines... But, Katniss uses it against them. There's definitely some tension between Cato and Katniss. Cato is District Two, I think. I'm pretty sure Cato is District Two. And there's definitely some foreshadowing that these two are gonna, they're gonna fight, a little bit later. Sorry, I totally just lost my place. Okay. Katniss also lost her hearing in one ear in the explosion and so now she has to relearn how to rely on her senses and this kind of makes her a liability because people could sneak up on her very easily. We also see the parallel of Katniss volunteering for Prim and then racing to rescue Rue without any regard for her own safety and I, I think that's because Rue reminds her so much of Prim and we see a serious shift when Rue dies. I strongly believe that Rue's death is what pushed Katniss over the edge into full-fledged rebellion against the Capitol. Katniss almost shames the Capitol by placing flowers around Rue's body and making her look presentable, and District 11 sends her bread, and that's never happened before. Another district sending a gift to somebody from a different district but because Katniss took care of Rue they respect her for that and so they sent her some bread eventually though Katniss is going to have to deal with the guilt of killing the district one boy who killed Rue but for now she puts that aside and she focuses on surviving which I think is a good plan I think I would do that Another major change occurs when Claudius Templesmith announces that there can be two victors if they hail from the same district. And this drives Katniss to act on her feelings for Pita and to search for him. And that marks the end of part two of The Hunger Games and today's episode. Uh, I feel like we can really tell that things are getting very tense and the capitals is not, not the Capitol, but uh, like President Snow and all of them are not very happy with Katniss right now. And there's so much foreshadowing in these chapters, but I'm not going to spoil anything just in case somebody has never read these, um, because I don't spoil things for other people unless they ask me to. Thanks so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys in two weeks once we have finished the book, the book will be over. Uh, yeah. Hasta luego!